You've tuned in to this week's episode of Cornerstone Conversations. Hello everyone, welcome to Cornerstone Conversations. I'm your host, Neil Wright, pastor at Cornerstone Christian Fellowship. And with me, I have Matt Koenig, assistant pastor. Uh, how are you today, Matt? I'm going well, thanks, Neil. It's good to be here again. Thanks yeah. for having me. No, thank you for coming. It's a pleasure to have you here in the studio. Um, and today we're going to be talking about serving God and uh, partly linking into last week's message and the weeks before as well. A couple of the verses are similar. Uh, well, actually, they're from the same passage, and we're going to be looking at those. And really what I wanted to talk about on Sunday was how we can lose our joy in serving. It's one of the things that uh, I think we all uh, do. We lose joy at times. Um, certainly, I'm no stranger to that over my life when you're serving, and there's there's times when it's a little bit hard and you feel like, Maybe no one's with you and things like that. But I think most of the time as I think about it, it's that change in attitude um, about what you're doing and why you're doing it. And once you get that right, it starts to change everything. Um, So Matt, uh, have you ever found yourself losing joy when you're working for God or ministering? Um, Yeah, I guess so. It's it's sort of something that, that comes and goes depending on what's going on. In, in life, it can sometimes get really busy and, and you know, if you've got uh, obligations to, to serve or, you, you know, commitments that people are relying on you for in that, in that area of service, that sometimes it's a bit of a struggle to, to keep pushing through. Um, and, you know, in that, there, I think there's certainly a, sometimes a process of, of losing that joy of what it is to serve. But uh, one, th- one thing that I really sort of push a fair bit with with both myself and, and others that are in service is just this challenge of just turning up yeah. um, to, to do that when, you know, when you don't feel like it. Um, yeah. And, you know, every every time uh, in my experience, you know, coming to, to do music practice or whatever it might be, you know, just spending that time with others serving, spending that time intentionally with God, you're... You walk away feeling refreshed and energized, mm. and you know, filled with filled with joy that comes from God. Um, yeah, it's just yeah. Yeah, and like you say, there's external circumstances that can uh, make us sort of lose joy for mm. for a season, even. Um, but I think a lot of it is to do with our attitude of why we're serving as well. So yeah. I just think you know as the Bible talks about, you know, let this attitude be in you, the same attitude that Christ had, that he counted everything as joy as he looked towards what, you know, he, he was heading for and understanding the purpose of why we're serving. And I think maybe sometimes we do serve in the wrong areas and that that can be sometimes why we don't have joys because we're actually not in a area that we like or, or we're gifted in and and that's also very hard. But what I was looking at mainly on Sunday was some of the the mind attitudes that we had uh, in terms of when we're serving, we can often, I don't know, we we lose our joy, honestly, because we're selfish. That's what it basically boils down to, that we're, we're not really thinking of God mm. or others, we're just thinking of ourselves. Mm. And the other thing is that most of these things, our joy is determined by others, which is, uh, which is not how we should be living. Like if that's how I'm living, that my joy is determined on the attitude of other people, 
we're always going to be miserable because no one's going to fit into our expectations. Uh, so the first passage that we looked at was Romans 12, uh, verse 8 to 11. So it's sort of carrying on about the gifts and how we were talking about doing things well. So if God's given you something to do, do it well. Yeah. Um, and obviously it's talking about the gifted areas. So I'll start there. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it's giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. If you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Hate what is wrong, hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. So out of that passage there, it's really um, what I'm looking at. Without love and genuine affection for people, you will lose your joy in ministry. Um, we'll talk a bit more about these things later. If we're not delighting in honoring each other, we're going to lose joy in ministry. If we're lazy and don't work hard, um, we're called to do that and also to serve the Lord enthusiastically. Um, and then in Romans, it just talks about the attitude that we should have, Romans 14, 17, 18. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of what we eat or drink, but of living a life of goodness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. If you serve Christ with this attitude, you will please God and others will approve of you too. Um, so Matt, what, what do you get about that with the joy that we get? What's the actual base yeah, the the, the basis the basis is is living in the Holy Spirit. It's yeah. living in relationship with God. Um, you know, and and through that through that attitude of of living in the Spirit, you know, there's 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 goodness and there's peace and and joy that yeah. comes from the Spirit. And as as you do that, you know, you're you're pleasing God. So you your your source of joy shouldn't be coming from from those worldly things. You know, it shouldn't be. You know, like it says there, it says. You know, it doesn't matter what you, you eat or drink. And you could probably apply that to other things. You know, what sort of house you live in and mm. what sort of car you drive and, you know, how much money you make and all of those sorts of things. If, if we're, you know, if we're looking to those things or we're looking to other people uh, for recognition for our source of joy, then, yeah. we're, you know, as you said before, we're, we're not going to find that. But if we, if we just um, seek God, if we um, invite the Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us and be an integral part of... of our lives, like our whole lives, yeah. Um, you know, that's that's where that that joy really comes from, and and in that we also have peace and and just a goodness in in life. You know, yeah. Like there's a, Interestingly, yeah. too, that it says that if we actually serve that way, it talks about others approving of us as well. So yeah. while we're pleasing God, if you're serving with joy, enthusiasm there's going to be a benefit to others and they'll approve of what you're doing because you're doing it with the right attitude. Um, we don't do it for that, but it's a natural outcome. Uh, I certainly know that in my life, I've met people who serve without any joy and it's really hard. Mm. Like It's almost like you feel, I don't know, like you're a burden to them that you know what they're doing, it's only be, they're doing it because they have to you feel no actual value mm. from what people are doing for you. And like when we go back to that thing about delighting in honoring each other, like shouldn't that be what we do? Like I, I mm. think, you know, we, we all have struggles over time and, and sometimes we start off with obligation and we're doing something. But as we mature in Christ, surely our whole attitude should change. And like 
for myself now, nowadays, you could ask me to do anything in the church. I would do mm. it. Clean the mm. toilets, stack the chairs, whatever, and I would actually enjoy it. Yeah. Not because it's a joyful job, but because I'm like, I'm doing this to God. Plus also, I think about the people like, you know, like if you think about our service to God, which is my first on my list of some things that we're going to talk about, um, I may as well just mention that right now. Um, so I've got a list of things that why you might lose your joy. And the first one is you're serving men first, not God first. Mm. And our service, of course, is to men, just as Christ was to men, but it's to God first. Jesus said, I came to do my yeah. Father's will. Yeah. Why did he serve us? So that we could become part of God's family. Yeah. And I think of that even in terms of like church service, but also anywhere we are in our workplace, school, everything like that. Our whole point is so that people can hear about Christ. If I'm putting chairs out so that people can come and hear the message of the gospel, that's awesome. Yeah. You know, I mean, we sometimes belittle little things, but mm. if we had no seats to sit on, yeah, no, where exactly are they going right. to sit? Yeah. What, what if the toilets are dirty and disgusting? You know, like people probably won't even want to come to church. Yeah. Yeah. So, so thinking about things in that base form. Serving men first, not God, is one of the reasons we can lose our joy is that we just think we're a slave to people. Um, mm. Yeah. Is that a struggle you've ever had? Um, no, I don't, I don't really. I mean, yeah, probably, I guess. Um, you know, we're, we're always trying to, trying to um, I guess, do our best for, for people around us. Um, mm. And you know, one one of those there's that verse that sort of says, "Do everything as though you're doing it for the Lord." And having that attitude of of everything that we do, if we yep. if we're doing it with that attitude of we're doing it for the Lord, then we're we're going to do the best that we possibly can mm. in that. Um, you know, I think sometimes with with the wrong attitude, we end up just you know doing sort of almost the bare minimum that we need to to get a job done, or we don't yep. do it at all. And yeah. you know, as you as you've rightly pointed out, you know, even within the the church, you know, if the toilets are dirty, then people aren't going to feel like they're welcome and yeah, or valued. You know, they're all valued, yeah, mm. you know. Um, and I think so. I think that's that's really important. And you're right. There's there's all these different things that we can do, and it, and it doesn't have to be upfront. It doesn't have to be um, this you know grand, amazing thing that we're we're doing to be serving God. It can be anything. Yeah. Do do everything as though you are serving the Lord. Yeah. And and on the flip side to that is that if we're doing it to serve men, in other words, as men pleasers, I think that's the rest of that verse you're talking about. Um, not as men pleasers. Mm. The truth is we can't please everyone. No, that's right. And as soon as we please one person, someone else is unpleased and mm. and so if we're all the time trying to gain approval of men, uh we're gonna we're gonna lose it because you can't. It's just impossible to approve, be approved by everybody. Um, second on the list of things that I had there is that you can lose your joy when you're working from obligation, not love. Does that strike a chord with you? Um, yeah, I, I think it comes back to that, you know, that that part in in Romans twelve where it says, you know, love others, really love them. You know, yeah. it's not, it's not you just doing it because that's what you have to do, but you actually you actually loving people and you wanna you wanna bless them and. And mm. and honor them, as as you do whatever it is that you're doing, you know. Yeah. Like there's a there's yeah. Again, again, our attitude towards towards what we're doing. If we're just doing it out of obligation, then the the quality, the you know, the effort that is put in, in my mind anyway, 
would be less than if I'm if I'm doing it for you know doing it out of love. Yeah. yeah, and if you think of like say in your own life, there, there's people that do things because they have to do them, like say at your workplace, mm. um, and they'll just do it, and you know that they don't care about you, they don't care about anything. It's just their job. Mm. But when someone actually does something extraordinary for you out of love, an act of service, it really changes the way you feel, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, even if it's in a workplace. Yeah, yeah. Like when someone goes that extra mile when, because, because they actually care about you, not because they have to, mm. um, it, it's such a blessing. And yeah, so when you're not working from love, there's no joy. And I think too, when you're working out of love, to see the smile on the other person's face, it just lights up your life as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Um, you do that. So what have I got next? Uh, you're wanting your expectations met, and when they're not, you're upset. Yeah. Can you talk talk to that? Um, you know, I think that it's probably something that I've I've struggled with um, in terms of uh, for myself, um, particularly like in the area of, of music worship and stuff like that. Um, you know, I've got a I've got a certain level of expectation that I put on myself, but that also applies to others and mm. and. At one point in time, I used to I used to find myself getting really frustrated when that standard wasn't met because yeah. it was like you know, hang on a minute, we're we're here leading people in worship, you know, serving God, and you know we're just not not really doing doing our best. Now this this yeah. wasn't at Cornerstone; this was at yeah. somewhere else, and and I actually found myself in this in this place where. I was actually coming to church and, and God wasn't the focus. Yeah. The focus was on the, yeah. the quality and the or the or the lack of quality yeah. in in what um um our our music team was doing and, and all yeah. of that kind of stuff. And I just found myself in this place of getting really frustrated and, and yeah. you know, and and upset and um yeah, as I said, not not focusing on God, which is what we were there to do, you know, we're there to draw our attention to him and, and yeah. to, to worship and honour and um, yeah, you I get just, really critical, don't you? When it you do, comes out. yeah. And I guess, like, especially with church, you got a whole lot of volunteers, hopefully doing their best. Like, we should work hard. We're going to talk about that a bit later. But you know, we've got these high expectations, but we don't really know what's going on in everyone else's life either. You know, and we're like, you can't really demand anything, mm. but encourage people into what they're meant to be. Yeah. And as soon as you have these expectations that are not met, and you base your joy on that then, you know, you're losing the heart of what it is. And so I, I think for me, like when I think about that, it's like, what's the heart of that person really like? Mm. You know, are they loving God? Are they loving people? Um, are they trying their best? We don't know what their their kid kids might have, you know, like even with people being on time, you can get mm. really upset at mm. church and be angry and why isn't anyone here? I don't know. Their baby might have done a poo in the morning and they'd have changed a nappy. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know, and and so you can get very judgmental, yeah. Um, and yeah, things like that. <laughs> uh, don't understand the benefit of salvation. Um, yeah, I think we should be so grateful for what God's mm. done. Mm. And honestly, I think when Romans talks about you know offering up your body as a living sacrifice, it talks about being your reasonable service. It's actually quite reasonable that we should give our life to Christ. Mm. Because he gave his life for us, do you reckon? Yeah, absolutely. 
absolutely. Yeah. I don't. I don't think there's there's no, there's nothing that we could ever do that would repay that yeah. that debt. Um, and yeah. you know, while that that's the case, we it shouldn't stop us from trying. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like good one. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, okay, this one here. This is one I've I've seen quite a lot actually. You think everyone else should join you, so you get discouraged and quit when they don't. I've seen that so many times. People get this thing, I've got this word from God or I've got this ministry I want to do and yeah. it's going to be amazing. God's told me to do it. They'll do it for two or three weeks and because no one turned up, they quit. Yeah. And they're basing their joy on other people. Mm. Mm. You haven't joined me in what God's told me what to do, so I'm angry, upset, bitter. And you know what? I'm going to leave. Leave. I'm, I hate everyone. You're all a bunch of lazy people. But God called you to do it. You know, and, yeah. and it can be anything. And yeah. one of the things I've learned over time is to just say, you know what, if I'm having a prayer meeting and no one turns up, I'm going to have a whale of a time with me and God. Yeah. I don't care if anyone else is there or not. I do, but it's not going to affect that prayer meeting. You know how often sometimes you might even have a group of six people, mm. three people ring up and say, I can't come. So everyone goes, oh, well, I won't come either then. Yeah. You know, it's like that real, let's just bail. Yeah. <laughs> well, why? Yeah. You know, because we think God can't be there if, mm. you know, yep. someone doesn't turn up. Yeah, no, that's right. And there's a, I think there's a real danger in that too. And, you know, like you think, you think about, you know, when we come together and, you know, you, you like I'm, I'm just thinking about in terms of like, um, again, music, because mm. that's, that's sort of what I, what I lead up yep. here at Cornerstone. And, and you, can, you can be in this place of looking, you know, there's hardly anyone coming you know maybe everyone's gone camping or at school yep. holidays or whatever and and you can get into this attitude of well i've put in all this effort mm. to put together this this service and oh look there's not many people here so you can have this attitude of oh why isn't anyone here or you yeah, can have yeah. this attitude of we're going to have an awesome time and and all of us that are here are going to just have this awesome time yeah. in the presence right, of rather God. than and that's and that's what happens you know that yeah, yeah. that's exactly <laughs> what happens those that are here you know, um, we have a great time. We we get into the presence of God and and yeah. be reminded of who He is and all that kind of stuff. And you know, it, it's sad that there are others that have missed out. But that's that's not what we want to focus on. We want to no. focus on on that's right. Know, and I think God. that's right, Matt. It's that yeah. focus, isn't it? It's like, yeah. and you can get it even the same in a worship service where someone's criticizing everyone for not worshiping, and you're like, well, wait a minute, that doesn't sound like a heart of worship coming from you. Mm. Why aren't you just one hundred percent? Yeah in that place yeah. and don't care about anyone else. That's right. Um, you demand the right conditions before you sow. Um, that's one where you're always waiting for the right time and then you're going to commit. Uh, you're probably not even going to do ministry, but you might be in a ministry, but you hold back. Mm. You're like, oh, I'm not going to do anything until you get things right. Yeah. And then I'll join in. Um, yeah. And Ecclesiastes just talks about that in terms of, you know, if you're waiting for the right mm. conditions to sow, basically... It's never going to happen. Just put your heart in right now. And yeah. you might actually be the answer to that problem. Because um, you're scared of conflict, so you quit, so you don't have to sort it out. Um, ever had that happen to you, Matt? Someone you're leading um, didn't want to actually mention what the problem was, so they just quit, and you didn't even know why? Yeah. Yeah, I've had that happen with, mm. with again, with, with worship team. Yep. Um, you know, the, the reality is that we, we are all human and we all have emotions and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, um, sometimes we encounter problems that are just hard and we've mm. got to work through that. And, and there have been times when, when people just really can't be bothered to, to put that effort in. And, 
you know, there there was a time here at Cornerstone when we had some really significant relational issues within within our worship team, and it took probably eighteen months for us as a team to work through that and yeah. to intentionally invest time in in working through those issues. Yeah. And it, you know, it it took time, it took effort, but it was so worth it. Yeah. Like the the outcome of of what happened in that process was was so worth it. Um, yeah, you know, and and so that is that is the reality that sometimes things are going to be hard. Yeah. There is going to be conflict. So while and we don't love conflict, we have to always look towards the the fact that it's an opportunity to sort stuff out, right? Yeah, an opportunity to grow, an opportunity to love on each other, to yeah, honor each right. other. Yeah. Um, you know, rather than just walking away, because that yeah. I mean that just leaves in in my mind that just leaves a like a, a seed of bitterness and yeah. anger and you know and you know. We just let that sit. And, yeah, okay. absolutely. Yeah, so important that if you're serving and you're having trouble, you know what, nine times out of ten, the leader doesn't even know. Mm. If you've got a good leader, they're going to listen to you and talk with you and, and help. Um, you allow the voice of others' complaints to stop you. Um, that's, you know, try, trying to think that no one will complain mm. about what you're doing is like, a, you know, that's fantasy. <laughs> yeah, it's unreal, yeah, unrealistic. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you look at Definitely. Moses; he was criticised. Yeah, they wanted to all go back to Egypt. Um, Jesus was criticised. Paul, yeah. as yeah. he was preaching. Um, in fact, I'd say there would be one leader or one person serving God that wasn't criticised. I mean, they were even killed for it. Mm. You know, so don't don't expect that no one will complain. And if you allow that complaint to be your guide, then you're going to be very lacking in joy. And it's like, again, going back to, I'm serving God in this, yeah. I'm doing the best I can. Yep. Again, you're never going to please everybody. Um, hopefully you're doing a good job. Uh, and the complaints aren't actually genuine. They're just, you know, or even if they are, that, you know, they're not significant. Um, you love to be a martyr or be recognized for what you do. I'll let you talk on that one. And that's our last point that we're putting forward today. Yeah, I guess I guess that um, whole seeking recognition of, of what we're doing. You know, we're we're serving, we're doing things uh, in the community around us purely for that that praise and adoration. Um, and then we and then we get upset when when that doesn't happen. You know, like there's a there's a there's a danger in, in our attitude towards that. And again, I think that comes back to that um, do do everything as though as though you are serving the Lord because, you know, we have, we have this opportunity to do stuff and, and, you know, God, this is, this is for you. Um, and, and we do our best in that. And, um, you know, if we, if we, um, like, yeah, if, if, if we're doing it for God, then we're going to do our best. And, and, you know, others, you know, they, they might not see what we're doing. There might not be things that are actually recognized, you know, like, you might not know who's actually mowing the lawn at yeah. church, but it, you can come on a Sunday and it looks awesome yeah. and it looks <laughs> inviting, you know. Yeah. And and you know, there's there's just there's things that happen where we're we're not going to get recognised for what we do, but yeah. that's that's not what we do. And if we are doing it for that recognition, then we're we're doing it for the wrong purpose. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And now on on the martyr side of that thing, it's like really you want to be recognised. So you, yeah. you make sure that everyone knows how difficult it is. Yeah. And yeah. you're doing such a good job. Yeah. It's so difficult. I'm so amazing. I can't believe I can do this. Yeah. And no one else helps you know, me. I, I gave up my whole 
yeah. whole, whole <laughs> Saturday to, to scrub the toilet. Yeah. Um, Must have done a good job. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's, yeah. you know, we have to really be careful of that because that that is not genuine service. No. That's really not. All right, Matt, thanks for that. Um, there's a couple of other verses here. Uh, one, one that I... Oh, we might as well read them out. Philippians 2, 13 to 15. For God is working you, working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. Do everything without complaining and arguing so that no one can criticize you. Hmm. Hmm. Live clean, innocent lives as children of God, shining like bright lights in a world full of crooked and perverse people. Um, just that, you know, with that joy thing, again, here's the attitude. Just do it without complaining and arguing. Yeah. Um, and in Deuteronomy, I just wanted to read this out. This is in the blessings and cursings that were were pronounced by God. Understand this, Jesus has become the curse for us. The curse is not on us. Um, we're complete in him. So going back to the law, even then, God never really carried out most of his judgments. He was very patient and kind. But just to, to really highlight how important it is for God for us to serve with joy and enthusiasm. Mm. This is what it says. If you do not serve the Lord your God with joy and enthusiasm... For the abundant benefits you have received, you will serve your enemies whom the Lord will send against you. You'll be left hungry, thirsty, naked, and lacking everything. The Lord will put an iron yoke on your neck, oppressing you harshly until he has destroyed you. Now, reading that, I'm like, I'm served with joy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Enthusiastically. Definitely. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Matt. Um, no we'll catch everyone next week. See ya.